Samuel and I um, and John actually got to experience Dallas uh, being a breadbasket the other night. Um, Samuel, do you want to come up? Come on up. You can hop all the way up. This is my son, Samuel, for those of you that don't know. Anyway, yes, he is, and that's not even to be discussed right now. He's 15. I'm going to keep him to myself for another 10 years, ladies. Yeah, till, you know, 30, I don't know, you know. Anyway, all right, so the other night, um, we, we were up here, and we were praying on Friday night, and so it was pretty late, and John had Samuel and some of his friends, two of his friends, and um, at the football game. And so I was going to go to Payway by our house and pick up some food. And so I'm like speeding over there because it's like 930. They close at 10. I called them. And, and so I got five orders of Mongolian beef. Who loves Mongolian beef? Come on. All right. Amazing. So I get five orders. There's five of us. I get five orders. And then Bliss calls me as I'm walking out of Payway. And she said, uh, that's our daughter who's, um, who's a quadriplegic and she lives close by. And she said, hey, I'm really hungry and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm low on food. Can you bring me something to eat? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, you know, I just got takeout. I'll just drop one of these off at, for, at your house and so, or at her apartment. So I take one by to her apartment and then I come back home. So now I have five people to feed with four Mongolian beefs. So I'm like, hey, that's okay. We'll just divide it up. So um, Samuel and John were there and we had five plates that we made and all of us are standing there and we're talking about the fact that we've got three football players that just played football and they're all 15 years old and you know they can eat all of the food themselves and so we're talking about you know dividing it up now we have one less Mongolian beef to go around but we're like hey we'll just pack it full of rice you can have my rice no carbs praise the Lord so anyway um so we're talking about this and we divide it up among the five plates so then um I forced the boys to go up and take a shower because I'm not eating dinner with them in that condition you know what I'm talking about, ladies, mothers. And so, um, so I, John and I eat, and then Samuel comes downstairs, and tell him what you saw. I saw four Mongolian beefs, and then I went to the garage to talk to Dad because I was bored, and then I went back into the house, and then there's another one, and there it was full of yeah. Mongolian beef and the uh, rice and the... So what happened is that there was actually an extra plate the food multiplied itself. We counted the plates out, and instead of five plates, now there were six plates. And Samuel said, Mom, there are six plates. And I said, no, there's not. We counted them out. Dad was there. I was there. We were very intentional about counting these out. There were now six plates instead of five, and we actually ended up having a plate left over. I mean, just come on. I'm telling you, God is multiplying, isn't he? Yes. And Samuel gave all the praise to the Lord. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you, Samuel. Can you give Samuel a hand? Jesus is so good, and he is faithful to his word. And it's amazing when you see this happen for yourself. And as we gave away our food, as we, as we sowed our food in and began to share our food, of course, with our daughter, and then had, didn't have enough for us, God took what we had and he made more. 
I mean, it's just so great the way he works. And so I, I'm really, truly believing that this is just going to be the way of it as we go forward. Now, I have put a, um, a handout on your chair, so I hope a lot of you um, have an opportunity to look at it. Actually, uh, John, would you hand me one? And what these are is, um, I'm not going to go into great detail, but I did want you to glance over and to have a look at the seven feasts of the Lord, because I think that the Lord is putting an emphasis in the last days on the feasts and the importance of the feasts. And the point that I want to make this morning is something that I feel like the Lord has said prophetically where we are is that the fall feasts that we're now as a body of Christ and in time we're moving into the fall feasts, which means we're moving into the last hour and the last day. Now, I, um, and you'll notice that, that the trumpet, uh, the trumpets, which is part of the fall holidays or the fall feasts, um, is really the beginning of the fall and the beginning of the, the, that harvest, the last day's harvest, and, um, which is on um, Rosh Hashanah, and it's the Jewish New Year. And I bring this up, many of you may be thinking to yourself, why are we talking about this? Because uh, we go by the Gregorian calendar. But the, the Gregorian calendar is not God's calendar. God's calendar is the Jewish calendar. And you can see all throughout the word that he sticks to his calendar and he does everything in alignment with his calendar, such as um, in the spring, uh, where it talks about the spring, Jesus was the Passover lamb, he was the unleavened bread, and he was the first fruits, and 50 days later, Pentecost came. So God keeps time because he created time. He is the best watchmaker in the universe, and so he's very intentional about timing. And so he tells us very clearly that we should know the times and the seasons, he said, we won't know the day or the hour of his return, but he said, you will know the season because you will be uh, those that are wise and have the ears to hear and the eyes to see will know the season that we're entering into because we will begin to hear and because we're going to be the, because he speaks to the watchman on the wall, right? Amen. All right, so there are a lot of things that are going on as we're moving into this, and there have been a lot of symbols, a lot of signs in the heavens. For example, we've got the fourth blood moon that is going to be on the first day of the uh, Feast of Tabernacles, uh, which uh, is, uh, we're moving into the year of Jubilee, which is very exciting because that means a great celebration for the people of God. And I've been talking to you guys about being a place of Goshen and a place that is hidden away and protected. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that this morning. Um, but this is an exciting hour for the people that know God. For the people who know God, this is our finest hour. And um, so I'm excited to bring this message to you this morning. Um, I had a vision about a month ago, and it was of a trumpet. And the Lord uh, took me to the strategy room in heaven, and he showed me um, a, uh, how he was distributing envelopes with uh, names on them. 
and one side was a name, the other side was the word finest hour. And, and along with it was gold. He was giving gold to all of these people and the angels were going out and they were distributing all of this. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on all of that, but one of the things that I saw with him is after he finished with all of the distribution, including the apostolic, he was distributing his apostolic that is going to be for this hour. He blew a trumpet. I saw him beginning to blow a trumpet. And then he turned into a lion and he began to roar. And I saw the reverberation of the sound and it was going down and it was hitting the earth. And then he leapt down into the earth because don't you know that he's coming back as a lion and, and those of us who know him, we will actually be in unity with this sound of the trumpet. And there's going to be a trumpeting sound that's coming from us as he's trumpeting. Amen. So I, the Lord was uh, telling me the reason that we did this uh, 21 day um, prayer and fasting is he showed me that uh, of the importance of us getting into alignment with what he's doing with the prayers. And he said, I want you to do this three ways. The first seven days is repentance. The second seven, seven days is everything that I've prophesied over the city of Dallas to be a city of refuge, a city of wealth, a city of prosperity, a, a bread basket for the nations in the days to come, a city of harvest in the days to come. And he said, and then the, the, the other thing is I want you to prophesy and begin to pray about revival, that there's going to be a great and explosive revival out of Dallas and out of America. And so these things are so critical for us to begin to get into alignment with what heaven is saying and begin to trumpet this in this hour. And so when, um, we passed, uh, the, the, um, uh, the Jewish new year this year, which was the, um, feast of trumpets, um, I, the Lord showed me that there was actually a sign in the land of what he was saying to us and what he's doing to us. And it's this man named Donald Trump, a man who God is using as a signpost for what it is for a bellowing. And all of a sudden, during the Feast of Trumpets, you notice the peak in his voice and his voice begins to trumpet over the land. And the, and the word trump means trumpeter. It means a trumpet. And so the Lord is saying, this man is a signpost. Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, talking that he's going to be the president. Uh, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not supporting that in any way. But what I am saying is that the Lord has said, he's saying, watch with your eyes. You can see what I'm doing by something that looks like this is the oddest thing. Well, wait a minute. What else are you saying about this, God? Who is this and what does it represent? And so it's a sign and a wonder of his, and, and it's interesting um, because he came up and has peaked in popularity. I don't know what else is going to happen there, but I think it's interesting that it's in rhythm with the timing of the Feast of Trumpets that he really hit the, the high mark. And so um, that really encourages me and it should encourage us that we are in the timing of the Lord. All right, turn in your Bibles to uh, Luke 13, because the Lord told me that... Um, in keeping with the timing of the Lord, he really has been uh, pressing on me um, this word on um, the narrow way. Now, I am, um, I am, 
full of grace and God is a God of grace and God is a God of love. And through his love and his mercy, he's been very careful to say, this is what I am and this is what I'm not. In the word, he said, this is the way to me and this is not the way to me. Here's the way to live. Here's the way you don't want to live. And so he's been very careful. And so we, when we preach, we don't want to preach a message that's, that's only one side. This is everything God says that we are, but, or this is the way that God is saying um, he want, the things he wants us to do. But we also want to preach, here are some of the things that God wants us to avoid, or this is the way that we should be walking very clearly. Okay, I don't know if that made any sense anyway. All right, so um, uh, Luke 13. Let's start in verse um, 24. This is Jesus speaking, red letters. He said, strive. Say that word, strive. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once master of the house has risen up, and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open for us, and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you. Where are you from? Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Where you are from, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing in teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself thrust out. They will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there, uh, and indeed, there are last who will be first and first who will be last. Okay. So um, my cry um, and my cry during this whole time of fasting and prayer is search me, O God, and know me. I want to be known by God. I don't want to get to this place and him say, away from me, for I never knew you. He says this several times in the word. And one of the, um, he says this several times in the word. He says it in um, Matthew 7, where, again, he's talking on the Sermon on the Mount. He's preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. And he, he makes this same declaration and he tells them, as they go to say, Lord, Lord, open for me. And he says to them again, away from me, for I never knew you. And they said, but I prophesied in your name. And he said, no, you are not mine because you were not doing the will of my father. And he said, away from me, you who practice lawlessness. So there's a couple of things that he is saying here. He's talking about the road to him is actually, and the road to the kingdom is actually a narrow road. It's not a wide road, but it's a narrow road. And he says two things. He said that those that do not go the way of the narrow road, they are, they are practicing iniquity and lawlessness. And my heart has been just gripped. And seriously, I've been really asking the Lord about this because as we get closer to the last day, I want to be found faithful in my own life, but I want to be faithful over you. 
I mean, there's an incredible fear of the Lord as I, as, as I, uh, in a place of, of teaching and leadership in the body of Christ that I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm submitting myself and bowing myself to God saying, God, I want to make sure that we are all getting in. I want to make sure that everybody is in, is flowing in the stream of the Lord. And so turning your Bibles to, um, First Thessalonians three. First Thessalonians three, and we're going to start in verse. I'm sorry, First Thessalonians five, and we're going to start in verse one. And this is Paul. He's um, writing a letter, and he is uh, talking about uh, the day of the Lord. And he said, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need for that. I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them as labor pains come up, uh, upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should not overtake you as a thief. This is such good news for us. That we're not in darkness. And he said, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are wake or sleep, meaning dead or alive, we uh, should live together with him. And so I, the Lord is very clearly, again, stating that the wrath of God is not for his people. And it's not those that have been marked by him and those that know him. The wrath is for the earth and those of the earth. And it's not because he's mad at them, but because he, so that he can save as many as possible. And so he's shaking the heavens and he's shaking the earth so that the earth and the heavens will line up. And so he's telling us, be sober in this hour and do not go about pretending like this hour is not here. But we have to be sober. We have to be watching because everything is changing. I want you to take a look at, uh, for those of you that are 50 and older, we, uh, we are looking at this and we're understanding how incredible the events on the earth are right now. Because the events that are happening on the earth have not been seen before. The, the way that the whole earth, the things that are happening in the Middle East, all of this started with the first blood moon. The shift and the change in the Middle East, the political shift, the economic shakings that's going on, everything is moving because heaven is getting close. Because the glory of the Lord is rising on his saints and we're actually the ones that are creating the shaking. Come on. And, uh, you know, actually there was a, there was a great... 
um, there was a great movie that, that I saw recently called The War Room. How many of you have seen it? Isn't that phenomenal? It really was truly the most powerful movie I've ever seen, ever seen. And that's a, an incredible statement. And it was the number one movie for a long time and knocked out. I mean, you know, it's a Christian movie produced by Christian people with no big actors in it. And it was number one in the nation. And it only had a limited um, distribution, which tells us of, of, the, of the body of Christ that came out to see it. I think it was a prophetic sign to the body of Christ saying, listen to me, I'm going to show you how to pray and how to watch in this hour so that you can be victorious. And that that's basically, it was just a, a tutorial in prayer and the power of prayer. And a, a woman, a family's life that was falling apart without prayer, now they were believers, Okay, they were believers in their minds, but they had no, uh, they had, they were not known by God. They were not known by God. They had no prayer life. And the minute that she began to get a prayer life, everything in her life changed. And I don't know how many testimonies that I've heard about this over and over and over, the power of prayer and why prayer works. And so when we come in here for this 21 days at night, I'm telling you, the thick presence of God is is so uh, evident that we're walking around and it feels like we're walking in honey. It feels like it's hard to walk around because he's so here meeting us here. It's just phenomenal. And, um, and, and so we feel very confident in the things that he's doing and the things that he's releasing through us. Because, beloved, there is a trumpet that is blowing right now. And this is just like it was in Numbers 10 where, uh, the, where uh, Moses had the, had the um, priests blow the trumpet. And as they begin to blow the trumpet, the tribes all began to line up in formation to move out. And it was the tribe of Judah, which was a tribe of worship and praise that he sent first, always. Worship and praise goes first. But beloved, I'm telling you, what he is doing is he is blowing the trumpet so that his body will begin to get into alignment with his voice and come into perfect formation, a great and shining army who will not uh, turn on each other in the day of battle. Amen? I am declaring that the kingdoms of this earth shall be the kingdoms of our God. And this is really the clarion call right now. You know, it's interesting to me because um, I believe in the past, and I don't think it's going to be this way going forward, but the, but the body of Christ has believed that the gospel is for them, that, 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 the, that their Christian life is really all about them. But it's really not. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about him. He is saying there is an earth that I plan to make mine, and, and the, the earth is going to look like heaven before he's done with all of this, right? And so as ambassadors doing that, I love, I love that he included us in it because he really didn't have to, but he decided to do that. So turn in your Bibles to, um, to uh, 2 Timothy 2.19, and we'll start there. You see, this trumpet is creating a shaking and an alignment from heaven to earth. Um, 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. 
Nevertheless, the solid, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Okay, stop there. So, so the Lord is saying, listen, um, flee from iniquity, and, and, and our minds immediately go to sin. Our, our minds immediately think, oh, well, we got, have to be holy. We have to be holy. That's what he's talking about. We have to be pure. That's what he's talking about. We have to be um, sinless. Um, we have to be good. But there's no one that's good. He already told us that. There's only one that was good, and it's him. And so it's like, okay, but so, so if that's where my mind goes, tell me what the truth is. And, and, and so um, if, you, if you go forward he, uh, or ladder, uh, you, go, you go to chapter 3, uh, verse 1. Look what he says. He says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And then down in um, verse... Seven, it says, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. And he's, he's talking about the church. He's talking, he's not talking about unbelievers, but he's talking about the church. And he said, this is going to be the condition of the church. Jesus himself came and said in Revelation 3 that we think we're in need of nothing. We're, we're, we're you know, we're like lukewarm and he's like, hey, let me tell you something. You are naked, and you need to buy from me gold that is refined in the fire. You need to go ahead and allow yourself to go through the pit, to, 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 to embrace sorrow, to embrace hardship, because it, it's him perfecting us for glory, for his glory. Amen? So I asked the Lord, I said, okay, how do, how do we live this way? That there's no iniquity in us, that we do not practice lawlessness, and that the truth is found in us. How do I do that narrow way? Because I, wanna, I want that for myself and for everyone. Because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like, you know, you go through the laundry list. Okay, I'm submitted. I'm, I'm reading the word. I'm in prayer. I'm, you know, and so you're going through the checklist. And um, this is the one scripture that he showed me in John seven eighteen, and I'll read it to you. I believe it. this beautiful scripture clearly states the truth. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. I'm going to read that again. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. 
You see, we have been given grace by God for the narrow way. And the narrow way are those who listen for the instruction of God for their lives. That every word, every everything that they do, every part of their lives is submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And remember in Matthew 7, when Jesus was speaking on the Sermon of the Mount, and his servant came to him and said, Lord, Lord, he called him Lord. And he's like, you know, let me in. And he said, no, 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 I don't know you. You're doing all of this stuff, but you never asked me. Because he's, he's, Jesus over and over is saying to us, I did not come to start a religion. I did not come to start a, a, a 10 million country clubs where everybody went around doing what they thought was good, but it was never God. You know there's a difference. And so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him in this, and he says, listen, I, I didn't come so that you would be workers of iniquity. We would be workers of lawlessness. But I came and I fulfilled the law for you. I died on the cross. I, I, I poured out my blood so now you can enter in to that place with the Father and you don't need a bunch of rules because daily you go and you get your instruction and he who holds the keys to, to all life is going to instruct you on what to do and how to do it. It's pretty simple. And anybody can do it. And that right there is the narrow way. It's someone that is not speaking on his own behalf, but he's allowing the Lord to speak through him. And I'm reminded of the, of the parable where Jesus uh, was in Luke 13, uh, where he was talking about leaven. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, and, and a little leaven will leaven a whole loaf, three meals, three, that's what he uh, three uh, meals is what they called it. I guess that's a measuring uh, uh, tool. But anyway, but the point is, is that that it just takes a little. And that for us should really encourage us because sometimes I feel and sometimes we feel like a little. And so it's like I only have a little leaven. But look at Jesus when he was at the wedding of Cana. He's there. They needed wine. Well, what happened is there was leaven at the party. And so what happened is that leaven stepped up and the kingdom of heaven came through him. And so therefore the whole loaf or the whole party rose with blessings and abundance. More than they can hope or imagine. They had more wine than they could possibly drink. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, who had the Tupperware for that party? <laughs> Is there any of that leftover wine? But seriously, we are called to win in the area where God has placed us. We are called to be kingdom ambassadors and leaven in that place. We don't have to, I don't have to save the whole world. I just have to be leaven, meaning I have to be the kingdom in the place that he's called me so that everything that he, every, uh, the area that he's called me to gets influenced by that leaven. 
by the kingdom. And then everything around us, just as Jesus lived his life, people should know that you are leaven. So everything in your area of influence should rise because you're there. And so God is saying, look, the kingdoms of this earth shall be the kingdoms of my of God because I've made you leaven. Because I've made you as influencers in the earth and those that are walking in the narrow way will those that will be taking the earth for me so that I can return and we can have fun together. Amen? And I'll be in my transformed body in forever 30. Wow. Oh. And really, we're, this is really where the grace comes in. When we begin to do this and get in the will of God, that's where his grace begins to come in. That's where you really begin to see your life bloom and blossom, just like in that movie. The minute that she began to get into alignment with the will of God, and she began to pray according to the word of God for her life, everything changed. It was a game changer. And so I really encourage you to come and to um, pray with us um, in the evenings because you have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. To not just stand for yourself, but to stand for him and make Dallas a footstool for his presence, a Dallas a footstool for him. Amen? So I want to um, call the um, worship team back up. So if you could all come up. You all should be sitting on the front row. Okay. An administrative thing. Love you guys. <laughs> um, I want to, this morning, I just felt that uh, there are some here who have, um, they've kind of taken a step back from the Lord really just from weariness and, and just um, some disappointments in your life. And so if that's you, I want you to come forward this morning because I feel like the Lord today wants you to rededicate yourself to him because you are called for such a time as this. You are called to live this life, and God is going to grace you to be able to do that. The other thing is that if you don't know Jesus, if you've never met him, if you're not living this kind of life, um, if you want to know him more, whatever, if they're feeling a witness in your, in your belly about this, in your spirit about this, come up because we want to pray for you. And then the other, if you, are, if you are also sick in your body, I mean, we are seeing nobody's leaving here sick. I mean, it's just incredible what the Lord is doing and how he's, he's moving um, and then if you need a prophetic word from the Lord, come up, but, but we want to pray for you this morning and I want everybody here to leave being strengthened and having the confidence that you are, you are in the narrow way that you are, you are in the narrow place with the Lord. And so I'm going to pray over us and then, um, you're welcome to come forward. So Holy Spirit, I just thank you, God, for your love. I thank you, God, um, for your protection over us. Thank you that your hand is on your people. And just the cry of our hearts, God, is that you would search us and know us. 
God, would you search our hearts and if there's anything in us that is keeping us from you and is keeping us from seeing you rightly, God, would you come and reveal yourself to us? Father, for those here, Holy Spirit, I pray that no one would leave here without getting the prayer that you want them to have. I just pray, Lord, uh, that your spirit would convict them and love on them and let them know that, um, that this is personal, that the gospel is personal, and that you died for them, and that you long to have them as your own, and you long to bring them into your heart. So, Father, would you just bless us this morning? God, would you increase in us in every good thing? In Jesus' name.